British Touring Car Championship is back for 2022 and, well, it was an exciting weekend at Donington Park, I think we can all agree. Also, F1 was at Imola, which is one of my favourite tracks, but I wouldn't say that really lived up to the hype, but we'll cover it all in this week's episode of the Final Corner Podcast. My name is Colin, and as always I'm joined by Tom and by Nick. Hello. Howdy. First weekend back at British Touring Cars, we previewed it all last week, car by car, driver by driver. Paint scheme by paint scheme. Mm. What do we think of the first weekend? The first weekend of the hybrid era, of course. Very good, I thought. Different, but exciting. Overall, I really enjoyed it. It's it's the next round that's the acid test, I think, more than anything, because <laughs> then that's when the qualifying mm-hmm. changes and stuff like this, right? So uh, from a cold start, it was really cool, wasn't it? And lots of people yeah. were competitive. The racing was close. There was stuff going on. That's what we want to see. Gamble Watch got off to a great start. Indeed. Gamble Watch was brilliant. Yeah, who called that? Was it Munich that said Gamble's going to be the one? Uh, sort of, I that... said Gamble and Ash Hand were the two that I thought would do well. I was half right. <laughs> well, well, no, no, pat yourself on the back for uh, Gamble Watch. <laughs> that that got off to way above expectations, I felt there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not as humorous as uh, Smelt Watch. No. Yeah. The podium in the first weekend is not quite—it's <laughs> yeah, not quite exactly. the same. But fair play to him. So, I think we'll start with British Doing Cars since I think we all enjoyed it. Mm. And you guys actually watched qualifying, which was shown I think live on ITV Four this week for the first time. Oh, was it? I didn't realise I watched it? it on the internet. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> I may be wrong. It may just be the internet. Then I may be completely wrong. To be fair, you would get better quality streaming it than you would watching. Standard definition ITV4. Yeah. Because I don't know yes, what happened to ITV4 HD. It just disappeared one day and it's never come back for me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, it's not there on Virgin anymore. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I have it either. Strange. Do you still have it, Nick? Yeah, I still have it. You're on Sky? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it must be that. I'm on Virgin and uh, yeah, no, no HD versions of ITV4. Oof. Yeah. Got a yes. bit of HD touring cars. <laughs> It's a pain in the backside where you're trying to look for car numbers and car names. Yeah. You're squinting at a really, really bloody picture. It's awful. If it's not Rick Parfit, you don't know who it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's because he's not my part in the head somewhere. (laughs) No, sorry, you were talking about his paint scheme. I apologise for that. Yes. (laughs) That was underhand. That was underhand (laughs) to start with. It wasn't in any hedges this time, so I apologise. So you guys watch qualifying. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk over what you thought of it? Well, it was mainly a lot of explanations, I thought. Yeah. Even when the qualifying started, it was, this is what HEM stands for, and this is how many seconds per lap, but there is a timeout, and da 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 um, I felt like on the intro to qualifying, I don't know if you picked up on this, Nick, that when they were explaining the hybrid stuff, they were reading from a script, perhaps? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit wooden, and the eyes mm-hmm. were looking at not down the camera lens. <laughs> yeah, there was a good few bits of information. It was stuff that was covered in the main race broadcast, but it was still good because f- for me, it's the first time I'd seen it. Same, mm. same. I'm, I'm, I wasn't uh, knocking that per se because it was all really useful, and that's kind of the main mm. reason I was watching the qualifying because yeah. I wanted to see how it how it was all working. Um, but in the end, we got a big uh, fire for Dan Camish, which was yes. spectacular, and very glad that no one was injured. Yeah, it's a, a shame that he 
well, not saying he should have, but he couldn't get the engine or the electrics to turn off before he got out, because rightly so, he just wanted to get out of the car. But that's why the fire right. just wouldn't go out, because the uh, fuel rail was still pumping fuel because the electric system was still on. Yeah, so it was on fire for a long time, mm. relatively speaking. Yeah. And it was very difficult for everybody to put it out. I would say the marshals were there quickly, and there was a lot of fire extinguishers to hand. Yeah. Which is really good. Sometimes you see a marshal get there and they've used the one fire extinguisher and then that's it. But they mm-hmm. seem to have two, three, four nearby. Yeah. And he was not parked right next to the wall, was he? He was in the middle of a gravel trap. Yeah. Um, he, so. did, he did say, didn't he, that um, he was looking for a, a good place to park it. Um, but as soon as he started slowing down, the fire started picking up. And he, he just decided yeah, at that point, he, get out as quick as he can. You could see it from the onboard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, oh, there's a fire. Oh, okay, there's a really big fire now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fully engulfing the windscreen, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't be- bemoan him, and uh, it, it seems like they put a whole new front end on overnight. Yeah, it was a good job by the team, which is incredible. And uh, they obviously had to deliver that as get it and deliver it as well, um, based on what Ollie Collins was saying. Mm. So whoever was doing the driving was doing a good job as well. Yeah. And then, obviously, amazing by everybody to chip in. So that was that was sort of the big thing. Uh, the only thing I really ever noticed was, you know, other than explanations of things, was Jade Edwards had a little off, but you didn't see why or how. Yeah. And um, Tim Harvey was speculating over um, that Alan Gow and the series is open to potentially changing uh, car weights. Yeah, based on how it's going, but I don't. I hope I based on that first weekend. I don't think there's a need for that. But no, not the theory being, yet. yeah, not yet. We'll see. The theory being that all the cars are heavier this year. It's analogous to every car running full ballast, and the pit lane methodology was that the rear wheel drive cars handled the ballast better. So, could there be a weight break or rate increase? either or depending on your drivetrain but i don't personally don't think that's necessary so far so i hope they just uh are trepidatious with that one with that move because you don't want to get into all sorts of politics again oh yeah definitely uh, it may well turn out to be necessary but you can't tell from one track and three different yeah, races exactly. and it was yeah the bmws were definitely doing particularly well but they weren't the only cars yeah the thing with that as well for me was they were there, ready with all their drivers signed, mm-hmm. all car car upgrades for the cooling installed, even livered up from the very first second of the first test. Yeah, and some other teams obviously weren't quite as prepared, and that's also got to be a a factor. Oh yeah, how you you know, like I'm not saying other teams are less professional, deals and money that the big sums involved here right with sponsorships it takes time to get it all sorted mm. and then you have to work out how you're going to cool uh, feed the new radiators for the hybrid system and all this stuff right but it seemed like the bsr were on the money straight away and that's got to be a, a factor there i think mm. and we did find out one other thing from qualifying i don't know if you picked up on it that there's um no flags being used i believe this whole season but there wasn't in this race uh, it's all done by light panels. Ah, I did not pick up on that. Mm. 
So there's no marshals waving yellow flags, etc. I believe there's still a checkered flag, but that's the only one being used. Yeah, I did see some marshals complaining online about that on mm. Reddit. Um, some of them from the Saturday said that they wouldn't come back on Sunday because, well, they didn't have anything really to wave. Yeah. They were just waiting on the light panels and they were concerned that people were either ignoring the light panels, didn't see the light panels or weren't aware that flags weren't being used on the Saturday. Mm. So they had incidents in some of the sporting races where basically people were flying through a chicane with a car parked on the inside with yellow uh, lights going, but they didn't know about it. Yeah. And just went straight through it while there's people there. So there was things like that mm. happening on the Saturday. So Let's say the lights don't work, though. Surely a marshal needs to be there with a flag as a redundancy. You would think mm. so. And, and also presence for in cases of fire. Mm-hmm. Or people need extricating and things like this. So there's still definitely a need for a marshal, but I suppose it's just less... Uh, you know, less on edge. They've got to really be watching it all the time. Then put the flag yeah. out. Maybe I, I think don't know. as I don't well. Know. They used to have the marshals that did the flag waving, while the others would go to the incident. Mm. That's true. If you see what mm. I mean. So it's it's sort of taking one job away from them. And to me, I th- I think the flags work better anyway. There's nothing wrong with having the light boards, but I think a flag is more obvious when you suddenly see someone start waving something. You catch that movement out of your eye more, I think, than a flashing light. I thought the lights came in as like a, an additional thing as a result of that horrific crash in the wet qualifying at Croft, Croft a few years yeah. ago. Was it Luke Davenport in the shredded wheat focus? I forgot was, he was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> was it? I think he was badly injured and then never mm. has never uh, come back in BTC since, unfortunately. Yeah, I uh, totally we, forgot. Yeah, we don't want to... I don't want to go into that too much but I feel like as a result of that they were like oh well now we're going to have these LED boards which mm-hmm. should be more visible especially in poor conditions or in yes. places where there's no flag post mm-hmm. but I wasn't aware that they're actually re- that's the full system so that's one to watch well I don't want to jump ahead for race one but there was a scenario there I don't want to say that that was a part of that yes I thought we'll that, cover that. Right. we'll cover that in a bit oh, one final point about qualifying Colin it's just me and Nick are having a ramble here sorry I'm, I'm more than happy, and I'm sure the listeners are more than happy not to hear my voice. <laughs> they don't want to either hear mine too much, I've realised. Uh, that Plato may not retire. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> he's got a decent car. He doesn't want to. <laughs> oh, dear. The, the condition is if he gets to 99 wins, he might not. Mm-hmm. Right. Fair enough. Which is fair enough, but I. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It did, make me, it did make me laugh like you just did there when yeah. I heard that. Um, and, but going into qualifying, uh, when Steve Ryder interviewed him, he said um, it brakes better than any touring car that I've driven for many years. And also, I have to say, it's a great car. So that's... He's not going know, anywhere. There's no excuses there in, in some respects, mm. although I've got another point on yeah. that later. <laughs> that's qualifying, I think. Is yep. that fair? Well, yeah, pretty much. I could tell you the results if you thought. Oh, you. yeah, yeah. That would actually make a lot more sense. <laughs> Jake Kelsey, Paul from Turkton Sutton, Ingram, and then George Gamble, P5. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Yeah. Shaden, 6. Jelly, 7th. Morgan, Robot, and Plato. running at top 10. And Ricky Collard, an 11th. I thought it was quite good. I was a little mm, bit disappointed with Aidan Moffat, way down 23rd. And yeah. Rory Butcher as well, down 26. Uh, so he had a problem. Yeah, uh, he went out for a lap early on. Then I think he 
broke a drive shaft. They got it fixed, but only in time for him to get out right at the end with no time to actually set up a good lap. He just did the one lap where it's like you warm your tyres up and then they come into mm. the pits and switch them around. Mm. Yeah. So that's why it's three seconds off. I, w- I would yeah. say Dexter Patterson, I don't know what happened to him. I saw no, that was... qualifying result and I thought, oof, that's bad. But in the races, he definitely was on par yeah. with Moffat. Exactly. I thought the same. So I'm not fully sure what was going on there. Oh, oh the other interesting thing I thought here was every BMW is in the top eight. So you know what I was saying about, oh, maybe it's just the testing and stuff? Yeah. It does look a bit ominous. But the top four is still covered by less than a tenth. Yeah, and the top four is also um, only one BMW, and the others are front-wheel drive cars. Oh, no, oh, it's not. It's no, I'm looking where I'm looking. Sorry. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. looking at a website here that has listed Jake Hill as still running a Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, they got that one wrong. Yep. I mean, the BMW's always carried the weight well, so now that it's mm-hmm. effectively run at full ballast, they're also already at an advantage to start but with. It was still very pleasing that it was very, very close to the to the Focus and the Hyundai. Mm-hmm. And I think Ash Sutton's performance in third to be that close. He also oh, yeah. said he messed up the hybrid procedure in his, in his opinion, uh, deployment mm. even, uh, is very encouraging and it just shows what we've been saying, all three of us have been saying for a while, that he's a supremely talented driver. To hop mm. straight into that car and nearly put it on pole in round one is proper job. Uh, but the top Toker engine is in 10th and it's Jason Plato. Yeah. Everybody else there runs their own, above him, uh, runs their own developed engine. Well, yeah. Third party supplied, but you know what I mean. It's not the Toker mm. engine. Did the Jason Plato straight line speed uh, sweepstake come in this week then? Not that I saw. No, I don't think it did. <laughs> I don't think it did. So no, Nick, it did. Nick suggested it would be around one, right? First race. Didn't quite. Yeah. But before the first race, Jason Plato's teammate did allude to it. Ah. So you're going to get I half a point there. <laughs> Josh, Josh Cook said on the internet somewhere. Uh, the, actually, it's the Pitch BTCC YouTube channel. Um. Uh, now I've got I've written it down here, but I can't read my own handwriting. That doesn't help, does it? <laughs> we need to find a bit with our internal combustion engine. Mm. I thought that was a very telling way of saying it. And then towards the end, he says something like, "We just need to find a few, a few, a bit more." I think what is, is what he says. But and before he says that sentence about the internal combustion engine, he said, "Oh, you know, we've got a great team, a great chassis, and a great new manager, <laughs> and Plato's got mm. experience." But we need to find a bit with our internal combustion engine. So, I, I do believe that to be the case. Uh, the journalist Neil Hudson, who is um, the journalist Touring Car Times, but it, mm-hmm. he, I think he's living as a press officer. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone. But he posted it was only from free practice these straight line speed things, and the first M Sport car was speed traps, and the first M Sport car which who develops a new Toker engine is. Not that high. There is, hmm. there is, um, at this track, it seems like as the season progresses, that may or may not be a topic of debate. Yeah. It's still early days for that engine, I suppose. There could be very much to so. come just from how it's installed or things like that that they could work around. But yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not sure what happened to Josh Cook in qualifying, actually. I know he had some kind of issue which hampered him, but I don't know why. I, I don't know why either. And I would say that, that that was a lowly performance. But if there was an issue, I'm going to, you know, I don't want to um, bag in it too much. Here we go. I've got the speed traps from uh, Neil Hudson from qualifying. Mm-hmm. And the fastest M Sport car down a straight line is Rick Parfit. <laughs> um, I'm just going to work out what position he was there. Bear with me a second. Talk amongst yourselves, you know, feel, feel free. Yeah. Well, he qualified <laughs> in 25th. Ninth. So it's not the end of the world. And then there's Josh Cook a few positions behind. But hmm. you can also flip it around the other way and say everybody but one in the bottom half is the new Turker engine. Yeah. And speed traps. Although Jack Patel's right at the bottom. I don't know if there's a there was an issue there. Because then Tom Ingram's third. Uh, uh, mm. Also, you know, I, I'm not fully aware of whereabouts this speed trap is on the circuit. And you do have to factor in different circuit layouts and how yeah. they've exited a corner. And how they've um, used their hybrid. It seems like Neil Brown and Swindon have dominated. And yes, very good point. There's also the hybrid factor. But M Sport, no, whichever way you look at it, the Toyota, the Infinity, um, others oh, are a mistake there. It says Speedworks Hyundai. No. The Coopers, they're all, oh, they're sorry, all down yeah. the bottom. That's uh, Swindon Hyundai, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's also not run by Speedworks. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> there was one other thing I wanted to check as well, actually. Um, jumping ahead slightly, but in race two, I heard them say that Adam Morgan had no hybrid. But was that for the whole weekend? Or yes. Or was it just from that point? I don't know. I feel I don't. It could have been in race one, yeah. but it it wasn't mentioned. Ah, okay. It certainly was for race two and three. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I'd missed it earlier. That's when I first heard it. Right. So the hybrid system is linked, or maybe linked is not the right word, right? But it's it's associated with uh, that. I made it even worse. Just say linked <laughs> to the to the gearbox and the transmission, mm-hmm. right? And he had a transmission issue, which meant they could run, change gears, but the hybrid system uh, yeah. wasn't functional. So it was. I don't think it was necessarily. Oh, the batteries failed or the electric motor failed. Mm-hmm. It was how it interfaces with the transmission. Yeah. Because one thing I did see in the coverage was how I, have either of you seen how they run in electric only mode in the pit lane? Uh, yeah. Yes, and then you need to bump start at the end, basically. Yes. Yeah. Which came back to haunt someone later. I think that's what happened to Adam Morgan when they bump started it, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. It break something. Quite possibly. Yeah, and was it not one of the Fords as well? It killed. It killed one ah. of the drive shafts or something um, like that. Maybe that's that what I'm thinking jelly. of. What? Is that oh, jelly? jelly. Yeah. You're right, I'm thinking of Jelly. Mm-hmm. Where the actual part came out of the car, didn't yeah. it? Yes, Tim Harmy said he believed it was the prop shaft. Yeah. Which is a slightly major part to have falling off the car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a big lump of uh, yeah. metal, that. If that was racing speed, that's uh, not ideal, is it? But yeah, they, they press um they press the buttons to to say it can be on EV, and then they they have to have the clutch pedal down yeah. to run it. And then obviously at the end, when they find the biting point, it it bump starts it into mm. internal combustion. Very strange. Yeah, it must be weird driving down the pit lane with your foot on the clutch but still using the throttle. Yeah, like sim racing. Mm. Weird. Anyway, we probably should talk about race one. Yeah, probably. But there's just so much to talk. There's just so much difference to talk yeah. about. It's very interesting, I think. So race one. Yeah. 
Both BMWs got a decent start, but Tuckerton goes round the outside of Turn 1 to take the lead. And then it just looks a bit mad behind. It's a, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice reminder of what touring cars is. We've got 28 cars squabbling for a tiny little bit of road. Sutton got a decent start, but I think Ingram dove up the inside at mm-hmm. the top of the hill. Managed to take third. And Sheridan started to make some moves up, and I think eventually got up to six. Anything from the start you want to pick up? <laughs> well, the start was cool, but it was like the lap or two later when uh, mm. uh, Hill was just like, I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is great to see. We get a flash shot of Rick Parfit off, but don't really know what happened there. He was just off and returning. Mm. Usual, but then I see what actually happened. Uh, Hill then challenged Tuckington and he managed to get up the inside of the old hairpin, but had the biggest lock-up ever. I thought, oh, he's going off. Yeah. Don't know how he made the apex there. He did great to keep it in, but that way Tuckington get back up the inside. Hill get hung out dry on the outside at the top of the hill before Ingram managed to nick past both of them and take the lead. Yeah, um, I think Sutton got f- past Hill as well. Yeah, he was in the mix there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he ended up fifth after being first. Which is important, though, because the fact that they're run by the same team, but they're backed by different sponsors. Yes. And Hill can be a real uh, thorn in Turkington's side, can't it? Mm-hmm. it? It perhaps makes the championship uh, not quite as straightforward. Oh, and by the way, I completely got it really wrong on the preview episode by saying that, oh, Hill, he's going to have to take uh, a year to bed into that car. <laughs> yeah. Da, yeah. Da, da. Pole position. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you, Nick, were like, nah, he's, he's going to be on it. So, mm. fair play. You got Gamble and Hill right, so. Well done. Yeah, I love the Oracle. The Oracle. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great bit. Everything there. Hell just made a mistake going outside. Mm. And he's all up, obviously. We then get race one. The first dodgy safety car of the year. In true BTCC style. Yeah. I wasn't the only one that thought it was dangerous then. No, nope. it was a shocker. That um, was really, really bad. It was right after this fight, wasn't it? With Hell and Turkington and everyone. Mm-hmm. Coming yep. down the pit street and Ricky Collard's parked up on the opposite side of the pit lane, but basically at the pit exit, with Marshall's at his car. Yeah. But then cut to a shot of the pit lane, and they've obviously seen the safety car boards at the start line, I think, mm-hmm. which means that there's 26 cars barreling along that straight and suddenly mm. slamming on the brakes, which... Oh, I was sat there waiting for the impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sketchy. I mean, the thing about that is... Ricky Collard's obviously almost a lap down, so his car has been there for a while. Yep. Yeah, you that's know, but, the my main takeaway from it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether it was trundling along and suddenly just stopped at that point, but surely you have to throw something out if there's a car car looking like it's gonna get stranded. But we're not the safe race directors or cars of course, but that just felt so yeah. dodgy. It's going back to the thing we was talking about with the yellow flags. If if there was flags there, would that have made that more obvious than just a light? Because I don't even know if there's a light board there. Uh, well, the the problem is stuff like that is in in this is is glossed over, mm. and I don't think we'll ever publicly be able to know anything of, of like 
was there an investigation? What happened? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, what I would say is, um, I don't want to bring up Formula One again at the end of last year, but at least we were able to like hear yeah. radio messages and conversations, and there was a thorough inquiry, mm-hmm. and journalists were finding every information, and you just you just won't get it for this this scenario. No, but there was um, one crash during that safety car. I don't know if you picked up on that. Uh, no. Rory Butcher went straight into the back of, I think it was Ollie Jackson. Ah, now, is that on the vision? Because I didn't spot it at the time. Yes. I only saw the, the, the big uh, damage to the Toyota, and he obviously then retired. Yeah, that's where the damage um, came from. He. I'm just watching it now. Oh, yeah, and it is there. He drives yeah. straight into the back of him. It's not obvious, but you can see no. it. No. Now that you've mentioned it, you can see it. I'll mm. tell you what just happens before then. I think, is it uh, Plato or Cook? One of the rich energy BTC cars. Wow. Yeah. Holy moly, it's Plato. No, he's right behind someone though and he's got to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and heads towards Collard's car, doesn't he? Before he yeah. realises what's happening. Goodness me, there's marshals there and everything. Mm. Wait, this, this is a... The only reason I'm picking up on it is because it's a persistent problem in BTCC for mm. all the last season and the season before. There's got to be a better safety car procedure than whatever they've got now. Yeah. Whether, they need, whether they need lights in the car if they've not already got them, whether they need instant radio messages, whether they need more flag marshals, whether they need more people watching around the circuit with radios to tell the clerk of the course or whatever. Mm. It needs to be improved because this is in the what, year and a half we've been doing this, this is the fourth or fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've had to I, say that that was well sketchy. And, and that's not a controversial opinion. No. It's. It's a very serious safety concern. Safety is not a flippant thing or a, an axe to grind. No, when you've got volunteer marshals on track as well. No. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not on board with putting name at risk. I mean, there was one at Silverstone uh, at the Woodfield. Mm-hmm. There was marshals on the outside of the first part of that, and it was there was nothing on track, and people were still racing last year, and that yeah. was. When you get stuff like that, and then stuff like this, which could have been a massive pileup, it's just we've got to find a better way of doing it. Mm. Something, yeah. something was awry there, that. and let's hope it never happens again. But as you say, there is uh, some track record recently. Wasn't there a Knock Hill last year as well? That was there was some late call there. I felt uh, someone was in the gravel over the top of the chicane. Yeah, I was mm. standing there. There was one in the Porsche as well, where a car stopped at the top there. And half a lap, no yellow flags. People going past them. It was the minis, but there was, yeah. Mm. We need to get better. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure there's lots of hard work put into it as well. And I don't want to diminish anyone's efforts, but it's this scenario again. Something's not quite working. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if there's like the equivalent of a race director, or if it's done by but course officials. I, I don't know. It'll be the clerk of the course, but I don't know what. I don't know if he's the one that controls that. I imagine it would be. Hmm. Hopefully the last time we raise it this year. Yeah. Yep. Here's hoping. Anyway. Restart and Ingram manages to hold the lead. Um, Hill then managed to take Sutton a couple of laps later up the hill after the old hairpin for third. And then we see the motor base start to fade. Um, Both Camish and Sutton just start to drop back. Hmm. Which must be a tyre setup issue or... They've not got that car where they need to, basically. They were yeah. chewing Dunlops quicker than Volts, but the 
focus. Good years. Oh, it's good years. Oh, that would have almost <laughs> been interesting, wouldn't it? Sorry. Damn it. That's a good point. Tom, Tom's been uh, saving that one since Saturday. So. I think I even tweeted yeah. it and I got it wrong then. What the hell? Brilliant. Uh, good years. Very good point. Uh, so that was a persistent issue last year mm. when Jay Kill was driving the car was at certain venues. I remember, was it Snetterton? It just destroyed yeah. the tyres the and he just fell back and back. It's not to that extent at the minute, but there um, there seems to be an inherent tyre wear thing that they need to get their heads around. Because it was obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. He, was, he was driving defensive with Sutton. And, and Kamish stopped making progress. Yeah, because yeah. he was doing. I don't quite think well. Kamish made that much progress. Well, uh, net by the end of the race. No, he started off quite well, made up some places, and then just seemed to stall out totally. Yeah, he got behind the um, my notes say Terry Crews, but it's not Terry Crews. It's Michael Crease. <laughs> so that's a great all correct. Well done. <laughs> so Michael Crease and Aaron Taylor Smith were fighting for a good few laps, and he got he got as far as there, and then just went backwards as well. And you thought you were going to go, he was going to go past them, and then it, it cut away from it. They came back, and he was. He'd been yeah. overtaken by an infinity as well, hadn't he? He'd fallen mm. further back and it was like, oh dear. Yeah. Then we get what could be a quite an important moment towards when we do the final tie at the end of the season. Jake Hill closes up in the back of Turkington, but then he clatters the tyres at the final yeah. chicane, trying to cut it too much, and picks up quite big damage to his front right of the car, which sup in the laps after, his pace is really inconsistent. But then... The big moment after the race, he feels the right height check and uh, is completely excluded for this. So it's a whole haul of points gone already for Jake Hill from that one race. Yeah, and he big. claims it wasn't, or he claims it was damage, which it clearly seems to be because it was on one side. Uh, but the official's ruling was that it was not damage inflicted because they would ignore it if that's the case. But how they came yeah. to that decision, I don't know. They don't normally ignore damage, don't they? Because people have been excluded for bumpers hanging off and everything before. Yeah, it's a weird thing. The the rules apparently say that if it's damage, it can be overlooked. You know, they don't have to in, enforce the ride height, but it's down to their discretion if they feel... Um, oh, mind you, there's a clause as well that says if they say the damage is self-inflicted, it can go against you still. Rather than someone else hitting you, hmm. this was definitely self-inflicted. Yeah. So that could yeah. be something for it as well, I suppose. Wasn't aware of that. Sorry. What do you think to the track limits at the uh, chicane? Because uh, Roberts is it called? Uh, it was hard to tell from the main camera angle, but hmm. the drivers were driving up to the tires and not up to the curb, so therefore it was four wheels, four wheels off the track, basically. I don't, yeah. Which I personally didn't really mind. No, I couldn't really see on that, yeah. to be honest. Well, what you can do is uh, look at Ash Sutton's social media where he shared a cool picture, which then um, got people saying, are you going to use the grey bit tomorrow? It was from like Qualified, <laughs> I think. Uh, if I just uh, show you this image now. Here we go. So that's the line through the chicane. <laughs> nice. Ah, yes, I see what you mean. Oh, the second part of the chicane in particular. Yeah, yeah, the second part. It's like not even close to being on the asphalt, but yeah, from the camera angle on the on the broadcast, you can't really uh, see that. 
What I would say is it's a good thing there was at least tyres at some point there because cool, they would ignore it completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, um, it's just weird that old hairpin, if you run run wide there, there's pressure pads. Yeah. yeah. But you could cut the chicane, basically. The other uh, thing you, seems uh, from that picture that uh, I just picked up on was mentioned in qualifying as well, wasn't it? That uh, Ash Sutton's running a gold number plate to represent number one. Yes, I had that written down. Yeah, that is I, I the, forgot the about that, champion. I just saw it there. I don't know if that's a new yeah. thing or not, but I don't know. But then I was, oh, they changed the color wood around last year, didn't they? Because it was some anniversary or something. Hmm. Well, I don't know if that's a new thing or not. No, but it was the first time I took note. Let's say. Yeah. And then on the last lap, Jason Plato got a puncture. Yeah, I wasn't sure Which if that was f- cause or effect, but I believe it was a puncture that caused him to go off, rather than he went off and caused a puncture. Yeah, right. So the so the puncture had happened, mm. and. There was a bit of audio, not an interview. You could hear him talking to his team, saying it just went in a straight line, you know, nothing, no, no vibrations. Mm. But the front of the car was damaged before then, and the rear of Robottom's car was damaged. Uh. And off camera, Plato did make a position, pure speculation, which cannot be, I don't think, investigated because the tire, when it burst, obviously shredded the the front yeah, yeah. wheel arch and stuff, but. If you if you watch carefully on the race, his the front left corner of his car is damaged, and then that's the tire that lets go. So I'm sense. not suggesting anything, but uh, if you you can do the maths on that yourself. Mm. <laughs> Eagle eye, Tom. It's all right, but I, I felt sorry for him that he got a puncture because I think that that he could have built a good weekend from there. Yeah, and he yeah. was the leading the leading uh, M Spot powered car still in the race. He'd made a position. He'd, he'd driven sensibly. To, to the whatever caused the contact, I, su- I suspect, mm. um, and it didn't work out. Still crossed the line, though, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Got to get a yeah. pet of that Rick Parfit guy. Get yeah. that one position <laughs> on the grid. Yeah, but he was, yeah, it was twenty in the end. Um, in the race, obviously, Jake Kell was disqualified. We lost Ricky Card, Roddy Butcher, Ollie Jackson, and Jack Butel. Mm. He retired. He retired. I think all weekend. Yeah, there was some um, me- mechanical or technical issue on the Patel car, but the looks of things, all we saw it pull it was him pulling off. Yeah, yeah. Ollie Jackson had some malady as well, didn't uh, he? I think, going back from what we said before, Rory Butcher went into the back of Ollie Jackson. Oh, you did. And I'm guessing it was some kind of damage from that. Is it what could have been, made right. him retire. Mm. But that's just speculation. But Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's like me speculating over the puncher. <laughs> but... Ingram took the win with Tucker in second, and Gordon Shedden was third. George Gamble ended up finishing sixth, which I thought was great on his debut race. Yeah. And I thought Aaron Taylor Smith had a pretty eventful race, eventful weekend, and was actually in the points again. Both both him and Thompson were really good all weekend, yeah. I thought. Those Cooper's were pretty decent. They they did. Back mm. from Taylor Smith uh, backing <laughs> yeah. it in like a MotoGP yes. rider at times. <laughs> yeah. What is this, Formula Drift or British Touring Cars? I don't yeah. That, that must have been a brake bias thing, right? I don't... He'd done it a few times at the top of the hill, but uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't look very stable. Yeah, a couple of times you cut to him and you're like, oh, he's, he's been hit by the person behind and then it's like, oh no, they were <laughs> nowhere near him. <laughs> was Jake Hill was burned at one point and you thought, oh, he's punted him off. Yeah. Nope, nope. Thank goodness for the onboard camera. Yeah. <laughs> so, race two, our first race with the what would you call it? The hybrid ballast system in place? Hybrid restrictions? I don't know if there is an official name. We'll, no. we'll roll with that. 
balanced performance. It's not really that either, but... <laughs> no. Weird. But yeah. yeah, Jake Hill still had the same issue, didn't he? Because he was disqualified, he had to do this race with the equivalent of the third place penalty, shall we say. Yep. That's a painful one. I always think that's harsh, but... Yeah. Mm. Them's the rules. So, big drama at the start of this one. Tuckenden doesn't move. Oh, and yeah. Ev- everyone that. does brilliant to avoid him. Yeah. Um, but it eventually gets it going, but it just didn't happen. Don't know what happened there either. And, uh, and this is where Jelly broke down on the uh, warm-up lap as well. The yeah. formation lap. Yeah. Well, luckily there was a second time uh, in this race meeting that there wasn't a big accident on, on the home, home straight there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and George Gamble's up to second on yeah. the start. What a start for the young man. We have a lovely move around the outside as well. Mm. Superb, it was on, wasn't it? It's on Shedden, wasn't it? It was, yeah. You don't get to see that very often. No. Sutton then dropped down to fifth and uh, was leaning quite heavily on Josh Cook uh, to keep him behind at one point. Moffat mm. gets a decent start up to 11th. Then Dan Lloyd pushes Bobby Thompson out quite wide at the old hairpin. Oh, yeah. That was a good fight, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see Dan Robot get past Dan Taylor Smith in one of his, his mad moments in <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cook then eventually does get Sutton down the hill. It's kind of similar to race one. Sutton doesn't have race pace in the motor base. Mm. I think there was this, during this one, the commentators were talking, he's trying to get the same squidginess and the suspension that it had yeah. in the was it the Infinities last year? Mm. Yeah. Um, and the Subaru and he, before that. And the Subaru before, yeah. They try to get the same fuel in the, the Ford but they're struggling to get there so far. It's quick. He's yeah. adapted the driver's side very well but yeah, over a race distance. It's quite Not... worrying for the other teams. Sorry, Tom. Yes. Down. You're right. No, after you. Just saying that he, he has the pace he has with a car he's not happy with. What? Not happy, mm-hmm. might be pushing it a bit, but that he feels he can get a lot more out of. I would say in this one, Plato was making good progress and then stalled, hmm. but still thirteenth is good from twentieth in the in this grid. I thought, yeah. And uh, Bobby Thompson got Dunlight back again, which I don't want to sound bad, but you didn't really see many Coopers last season being able to then have the pace to retake a position, even if they'd got a good reverse grid draw. Fighting, yeah. fighting, fighting! Two of them fighting for ten top ten positions, mm-hmm. in, not in race three with a system where there's no ballast is pretty impressive. Yes, which makes it more um, appealing for a potential person for the fourth car as well. I think so. Yeah, I hope hopefully they do they do get a deal for that sorted. Mm. And and Butcher did really well, low key under the radar to get into the top ten from starting basically last. I think. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. him at all. Pretty much, you didn't see him, but he, he's there somehow. Yeah, like, you saw him. You saw him once uh, down at the old airport with him and Taylor Smith. Oh, and that was awkward because he went. Like, Taylor Smith was like coming in hot, <laughs> yeah. and I think Butcher yeah. overreacted to that and left him too much space, and then got on the dirty line. That's my mm. interpretation of what happened there. Mm. Yeah, you saw that on board for Robot, and we had picked up a bit of front damage as well. At some point in that fight. Oh, they did show why he did thump the back of Taylor Smith. I think was it. Yeah. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, but then Taylor Smith got back anyway later, so I don't know if that I don't think it was a deliberate redress, but it felt like a bit of a touch and go move to start with, but it was spun mm. around anyway, so it doesn't matter. 
boss Ricky card again, unfortunately. Yeah. We also lost Camish in this race. And then we got a great fight for the lead between Shedden and Ingram. Uh, Shedden pulled the switch back at the old hairpin, and then both of them were using the hybrid up the, yep. up yeah. the straight. It was, uh, the camera was at the right side, so you could actually see the light on this. Mm. Which makes me wonder, why did they not stick a big beacon on the roof or something like that? Yeah, rather than the I back window, know. but at least there's something to show you, so I'm mm. not going to complain I too. think we were saying before, during qualifying, oh, it's, I said something like, oh, it's, it's a bit of a weird position for it. But Nick made, made a good point that it's for it's good for spectators at the track, right? Mm. Yeah. To have it on the side. Because but the, the TV graphics, even though they are new and they are there, mm. the light on the car would be more obvious, I think. Yes. Because you kind of have to think, oh, are they looking? Are they using it? Look over to the thing. Yes, uh, and then you're like, what position? You don't know necessarily what no. position they're in at that point. So you're like, oh, where are they on the list? What's mm-hmm. the abbreviation for their surname? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. The the ten seconds is already up. Yeah. or fifteen seconds already. Up. I did think the TV graphics were pretty good because in its first I weekend and yeah, DTCC yeah, yeah. have a record of new graphics not functioning, mm-hmm. but these ones were. I think were perfect. There was no real issues. Yeah, they all worked and they were well thought through. I have two minor weird things. Obviously, in the first lap, it's not there. Yes, but you can't use the hybrid anyway, so that's yeah, that's not too bad. But there's a there's a couple of times, and and Tim Harvey actually got, or David Addison, one of them got caught out as well by this, and that is some of the numbers count up and not down. I'd rather it said. They've got eleven point three seconds of the fifteen left, than they've used eleven point three of the fifteen. Yeah. I want. Yeah. I, I'd like to see it counting down as to how much they've mm-hmm. got left. Yeah, definitely. Because then I'd have to go. Oh right, they've they've used ten point two seven. So how much have they got left? I have to work that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Maybe there's a they, reason for that, and there's probably been a big conversation over that. But then, actually, then to see the commentator team do the same mistake I was doing was reassuring in that, okay, maybe it could be done in a slightly different way. Yeah, and they had got confused as well by the number of laps remaining. They were taking it, I think Tim Haver at one point was taking it, people have used, some people would say like zero, it was six. And he took it, oh, they've used all the hybrid, but then David yes. Adson went, no, they've actually not used anything, they're saving yeah. it all for the Yes, end. because that number counts up and not down yeah. as well. It's not yeah. how many they've got left, it's how many they've completed. Yeah, which yeah. how many they've used. Doesn't using. make too much sense. Yeah, doesn't make too. Well, it's logical, but it's. I would prefer it the other way around. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a slight but tweak they can do. I think now that we know, we're probably. Yeah. We're true. Probably okay. But yeah. True. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. They worked. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not complaining. It was it's constructive feedback and a personal preference more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jen takes the lead and the win, and then. Jake Hill makes a good recovery. Aaron Taylor Smith has another massive moment at the top of the hill and lets him past. <laughs> <laughs> and George Campbell takes third and he's second over two in yeah, Superb. Very well done to him. Yeah, Jake Hill, um, back of the grid tonight. That was epic. Yeah, it was It was uh, forceful mm. in some moves. Mm. I oh, seem yeah. to remember he was drove into someone's door up at Coppice, but in a... British touring car way, not a push to the path sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Morgan fourth with no hybrid is yep. fascinating because it shows that the hybrid is not the be-all and end-all. Indeed. No, but just what I'm going to 
I find it's going to be quite interesting to watch over the next few races. Is the wacky hybrid in qualifying and races for the championship leader actually going to act in the same way that Ballas did? Yes. Yeah, the next round is key to, to, to get a gauge for that. But with it being hybrid, you can easily tweak um, with software up or down the number of laps or... Yes. Yeah. Lap- Sorry, I'm struggling there. Blah, 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 blah. I nearly said the amount of power that they, they can put out, but that's not how it works. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It can be changed relatively straightforward, I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at the BTCC website here with the results, and you know because the 330 has been, the BMW has been renamed 330E for this season? Yeah. But then sometimes they refer back to 330i. It's very confusing here. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and also Jade Edwards finished 19th twice. Oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and then we had the uh, the draw for pole. And I, Hi, no- Alan. I noticed something there, which I, either I've never noticed before or it's new for this year. Is that there were six drivers to be pulled out of the bowl, and there were many more than six balls in there. Oh, was there really? I watched yeah. that and did not pay attention to that. Possibly as many as twelve, which would make sense because then it was two for each driver, maybe. Oh, that that is definitely different. But yeah, I'm sure it never used to be like that. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's what I thought. And they just got number 12 in there 10 times. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> so it's between 6 and 12 they've got in the ball, or 7th yeah. and 12th. Yeah, it's, it's six potential drivers that can be pulled out, or six numbers. But yeah, there, mm. was, there was definitely at least 10 in there. It was hard to count them. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. We've got ball watch for next week's episode. Yeah, we'll be on it. <laughs> so, race three then. Um, I can't remember who was on all the pole. Was it Hill? It was Jake Hill. Hill, he managed to keep the lead off the start. Cook managed to take third from Ad Morgan, no tearpin, which I thought Morgan's doing brilliant to be up there with no hybrid. But yeah. As you just mentioned, great. Uh, Sutton then pressurises Lloyd down the hills Lloyd tries to put him on the grass which seems to be his tactic yep <laughs> Sutton kept it pinned and uh, managed to get up the inside of the air pin to take second there's then a big sketchy moment for Jason Plato going down the hill as Holy him and in touch yep. yeah good good catch Jason very, very good well catch yeah, well. so he ended up dropping down to 12 could have been worse could have been upside down yeah Hell of a car control to get that back. It reminded me a little bit of Keith O'Dor in the Toka shootout, was it 92? <laughs> where he went sideways there and then but speared off to the left and then actually vaulted the fence. Yes, I and remember. That's a slight exaggeration. I could see Colin glazing over slightly at that point, but yeah, I remember it. <laughs> I wasn't born. So <laughs> I'm not going to remember the bloody thing. It's a bad accident. Unfortunately, it was okay, but like. Yeah. Just sideways at the wrong point there. Yes. You can, if you don't catch it correctly, you spear off left and it's. Not ideal. <laughs> uh, George Gamble's great weekend then comes apart a little bit. He gets a drive through for something to do with the start. None mm-hmm. of us really know what. No. I've had a look online and I can't find any news stories about it. So. Nope. Well, that's just, we'll keep in the dark with that one. Yeah, Chilton uh, also went in the pits at that point. Not that that meant much for how he was doing this weekend. Oh, and he had an issue with race two. I don't think he started race two, did he either? I'm not sure. I think he started. Um, but I don't think he finished. Mm. 
Yeah. He had an okay race one, but then disapp- didn't finish two or three, I think. Yeah. Race two, he was two laps down, so he must have retired. Right. Yeah, I don't remember seeing Chilton at all the weekend. No. He's there in race one, uh, you know, just outside the top ten fighting positions, I think. But yep. so- Something uh, mechanical's happened. Oh, did he get a puncher at one point? <laughs> okay, Something I'm not going to speculate. We don't know. Yes, <laughs> can't no. remember. Rick Parfitt then got a five second penalty for a false start. So I'm assuming George Gamble didn't have a false start. Yeah, that's what confused me. <laughs> the difference there false start and start minor infringement. It could have been out of position. Yeah. Mm. There was a car that looked well out of position when you looked at the Rick Parfitt replay, but I don't know who it was. Yeah. I should have checked that. Oh, I'll, I'll look it up while you... Um... <laughs> the Rick Parfit replay, by the way, was awesome, seeing the start that he got from that little extra. It was mad, wasn't it? <laughs> so it's straight past about six or seven cars. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Must be difficult but... to see the lights from... I don't mean that in a derogatory sense, but anyone who's further down the grid. Yeah. It must be quite challenging to see that. Big dive up then, say, turn one from Cook, but Dan Lloyd managed to hold him off. Um, it was a good dive. Lloyd. It was mm. a good dive. It was. it was Jason Plato, 2004, but he didn't pull it off. He didn't. <laughs> Cook defended brilliantly all race until the end, basically. Mm. Um, Bobby Thompson then got past Gordon Sheridan, but it looked like there was a bit of contact there to allow that. Um, and then Tuckington passed them both. Mm-hmm. I didn't see an on board of that, but it looked like Bobby Thompson might have given him a little push. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was something. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Moffat then slows down and pits. Um, Michael Kreese drops down in order for some reason. I think he drops about five places in a lap. Who, sorry? Kreese. Michael Kreese. 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 Then Dan Lloyd's uh, brilliant defence goes to Port on his penultimate lap, I think. Yeah, Didn't he drive so well until that point, though? Mm. It yeah. literally was defending the podium for the whole race. <laughs> yeah, it uh, goes really defensive in turn one, which lets Cook get the cut back. Um, Dan then puts some fully on the grass, which yeah. fair play to Josh Cook. He Whoa. kept his foot in. That was sketchy, that, though. That could have been an airplane crash. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he keeps his foot in it, gets up the inside, uh, the old hairpin, and takes a podium place, which must have been gotten for Lloyd. Yeah. But just that one over defence and it turn one, Josh Cook must have been rubbing his hands as he's seen him dive to the inside. Yeah. Because yeah, he's defending that position from lap four. In fact, Cook has the big Plato esque dive on lap six, but it doesn't work out. Mm. And then mm. it's not until, what, lap 15 that anyone gets yeah. past him? So, I mean. It's still impressive. It's still a really good drive, but yeah, just uh, overrigged it a bit there. It's good to see him in oh, that yeah. position, though. It's uh, <laughs> oh my god, you're so right about the car being out of position. Yeah, who is it? <laughs> oh, it's um, Ollie Jackson. He's not even in a grid box. <laughs> no, he's just he's just, he's just random. We parked up. He's like, this will do me. Yeah. Oh my word, he's not even close. I will share my screen to those. You do oh. get a lot of that at the back of BTCC grids, I've noticed. Yeah, but the this is not. They seem to dump it this wherever is, they like. How is this not a penalty? Look at that. It, where, he's, oh, where is he? He's behind his line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, a car and a half behind where he should be. He's but. alongside Brutel, who's the road behind him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe just wanted a cooler look at the lights or something, but that is I, that is what I saw with the Rick Parfit. I was like, that can't be right. Seriously, <laughs> that's not a penalty so... because he's penalising himself for starting further back. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But... I don't know. But uh, Jelly's just oh, behind oh, him. Oh, Doesn't that affect Jelly's start? I don't true. know. Very true. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's not even. <laughs> do, you me- do you remember a few years ago when uh, Jason Plato was out of position at a start, I think at Brands Hatch or something, and he went on this big five-minute interview tirade? Fruxton. Mm. Um, but that's forward put- of the box. Yeah, where they put tape on the wall, then they put tape on inside the windscreen to line them up, and yeah. the tape was out of position. But he must have been looking out the wrong window, Ollie, if he's managed yeah. to get that far back. <laughs> That's not like, oh, it was a couple of inches out, that sounds too far forward. He's like six metres behind where he should be. Goodness me. Uh, that, yeah. You've made my made my evening there. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Ollie. So, race three, Jake Hill, redemption from race one. Yeah. Took the win. Sutton second. So, they obviously got that car better for the weekend. Yes, they definitely managed to get the set up in a better place. And Josh Cook managed to get a third. The end of it. Chipped away all Big weekend. Mm. Yep. Big ups to Tom Ingram, who was super consistent. Got mm-hmm. a fifth in the last one. And Ricky Collard managed to recover for a point. Which yeah. was well right. played to him. Yeah. And the interesting thing, I think, is that we're talking about Sutton's challenges. And he's um, come out and says there's, there's still work to do. But he's right up there in the points. Right up there in the points. So, all not even close to saying all is not lost. He's still right in contention mm. there. But yeah, Tom Ingram, definitely. obviously the star of the show across the three races. Well done. Well done. And so one thing I picked up on over the weekend, which is just me being an idiot, I've realised. Um, <laughs> do you know Starkey's? Which is yep. the, the old bridge. Mm-hmm. Um how there was always an advertising hoarding that went across the track, which I think might have... Has it got Spongebob on it now? No. (laughs) But I suddenly thought to myself, I haven't seen that this year, and I wonder where that's gone. And when I looked into it, that's been missing since 2013. (laughs) Is that... Were you thinking of a bridge? No, not not the bridge. Not the bridge on the back straight. Actually, it's sort of like... It goes across the track, but it was just like an advertising hoarding that they drove under as they went past Starkey's. Oh, right. I don't remember that, sorry. No. It's just, I thought I think that's always there. Why is it not there this year? And when I look back every year it hasn't been there. Nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, all day is a killer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> could be worse, could be Ollie Jackson's track <laughs> positioning. Uh. Yeah. I'm the same age as Gamble's bloody number now. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is the number like number I race with. Numble. Oh nice. All ties together. Yeah. So, next up for British Tune Cars is Brands Hatch Indy. Mm. The 15th of May. So, that'll be a good one. You two will need to cover that on your own. Yeah, that'll be the hybrid one. Is it going to be used for a whole lap or what? Three hour podcast special, I think. Yeah. Well, you guys are recording and editing it, so good luck. <laughs> ten, minute, ten minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending you the intro file and then I'm leaving you to it. Because <laughs> I'm not taking this laptop with me on holiday. Well, can we just sing it? <laughs> You do what you, you want. You can if you like. I'm not here. I'm not here. The boss is out. You guys do what you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. So, yeah. A couple of weeks. Two weeks, I think. 
three weeks, 16 days, mm. 13 hours, 6 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, thanks for the update there. website. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Very good. So, anymore on British Touring Cars before we run through Imola? I think that just really it. enjoyed it. Just really mm. enjoyed it, and it was good. It was good to be back. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was good to see nice weather as well. Because yeah. so it's all I know. If I go to a race, it'll be peeing rain. Yeah. Oh, freezing. It would have yeah. been bad if it was raining for the first round. I think because you it really would be impossible to tell if the hybrids doing what. I think it just would be harder. Yeah. So on Emily, we'll just quickly run through this one because we're already at an hour. Um, first sprint of the year Max Verstappen took the qualifying first place with Charles Leclerc and Lando Norris in third before the actual sprint was won by Max with Charles in second Perez managed to get up to third with Sainz in fourth after Sainz had binned it in qualifying mm. big thing at qualifying sprint it was how bad the Mercedes were my prediction that they'd be great at MO was completely yeah. wrong yeah I got the okay. I got the J Kill prediction wrong. You got the uh, Formula One prediction <laughs> yeah. wrong. Yeah, I, got, I was great. on board with you as well, Colin. <laughs> I was all like, "Yes, come on." My logic was great, and then it, it turns was. out that car's worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, much worse than I thought. It's just bouncing too much to the point where it's hurting the drivers, isn't it? Yes. Well, the Ferrari bounces and they're fine with it. Well, yeah. Uh, what's his face? George Russell. <laughs> I was about to say, about to say Bottas there, but it wasn't. Uh, George Russell, uh, I think, was having to lift off on the street during qualifying, yeah. and he says that his back and his chest was killing him. Yeah. Which it yeah. doesn't help breathing, does it? So No. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, sprint. Was Not interesting. Not much really happened. No, science oh, did right, brilliantly right. to get up to fourth. That's about it. Uh, I just contradicted you... both of you, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> If you enjoyed it more than us. No, I didn't say I enjoyed it. I said it was interesting. And it was interesting, I felt, because it... And there was a lot of going on on Twitter about this, but I did share that opinion before other people tweeted it and stuff. But you had all the cars mixed order from wet qualifying and all the Mm. red flags. We should touch upon Kevin Magnussen's amazing recovery because he actually spun off in qualifying, didn't he? Was it Aquamini Rally? And then managed to get it going through the gravel. I thought, well done. Yeah, but then I thought, is it weird if he calls a red flag, you don't lose your time? Anyway, that's for another time. Yep. But Lando Norris. Yeah, Lando Norris did that as well, and he got. But you had all the cars then, Carlos Sainz coming and Perez or whatever. They coming came to the field. So then, when the race starts, you know, the quick people are at the front. It was a bit like, yeah, I love a Friday evening qualifying and a Saturday race is extra, but I'm not sure what the solution is. They're gonna just sort of sapped a little way away from the main race. I felt. Yeah, they do want to potentially run the sprint as a standalone event. Qualifying would dictate the grid for both the sprint and the race. Oh, this is one of the suggestions for next year. Not sure about that either. No. Well, they try to go to six sprints next year as well. Yeah. Oh. Also, Rather the thing. Yeah, the the change this year is that the pole position moniker still goes to the person from Friday evening. Yeah. As it should. As it should, but then in practice it's still slightly odd. Yeah. Which either way, do you not think? Yeah, either way it was weird though, isn't it? Either way it's weird. Yeah. yeah. For me this is the more preferable option, but it still doesn't I would make agree sense. with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Uh Joan Gasly crashed at the start of it, which to me kinda of looked like a racing incident, although Joe probably could have given them more space mm. at the top of the hill. Yeah. But it was a racing incident really. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think what Kenny put down on the weekend for me is that when I saw that Matt's caused up to acquire an opponent lap and easily passed him, I just kind of mm. went, well, that's the race yeah. tomorrow then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, there was there was no jeopardy at that point because I just went, oh, well, Red Bull's quick and it's better on its tyres. That's, that's mm-hmm. the race. Yeah, we did a really good drive to get into that position. Constantly pounding him down. But yeah, it was candy from a baby at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just fortunate and unfortunate that Max got a bad start and Leclerc had a great start. Hmm. Yeah, otherwise we would have seen what happened on Sunday, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. So, jump to Sunday, Leclerc got the bad start, uh, which allowed Perez and Norris to go through. Mm-hmm. And Ricardo and Sainz then collided at the first chicane, which put Carlos and Beach in the gravel yeah. for the second race in a row. Collided twice as that. well. They came together on the run into. Um, Tamburello and then through it as well mm. for me Ricardo understeers wide and hits him yeah but yeah. nothing happens that right, defect, Ricardo I mean Ricardo's lost well. then anyway so. so I was going to say Ricardo admitted that it was his fault yeah. he was, so he's sorry which about was good it. Yeah, yeah he didn't try and say but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly that yeah we're confusing about it was Ricardo breaked really early for it which lets signs get around outside but then he's mm. obviously panicked and lifted off the break. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Shame, because McLaren's were good. Um, Bottas hit the back of Ricardo and all that, and then Schumacher had like a spin on his own. Yeah. Paul from Mick. Back. Yeah. But how Something resilient was the Alfa Romeo to damage? Yeah. That front wing was perfect. <laughs> there was a bit of a <laughs> scuff on the nose, that was it, but the, there was no damage well, to they it. Well, they saw the... Slow motion. It's like it's given. A, it's been given a whack. Mm. But, that, but that's yeah. no what they used to call the aerodynamic furniture on them these days. So it makes a big difference, I think. Good point. Yep, Alonso then picked up big damage, which I think we might have touched Bottas at one point, and then said his car flew off, so he retired. Leclerc then took third back up and said Norris. Every overtake was pretty much a. Uh, a DRS overtake into turn one, apart from George Russell got um, yes. Magnussen at the top of the hill at the Variante Alta chicane. Yes, correct. Yes. That was and good. And then, thank you. And then Bottas took Magnussen again, I think, into the penultimate turn, which I think is 17. Those were the only two overtakes I can remember that weren't at turn one with DRS. I think you're mm. right. It yeah, was all. Rivazza. Yeah. I mean, that's Imola. Yeah. But. I do enjoy the sight of a Formula One car driving around there solo. Mm. Yeah, it's narrow, it's tight, it's got greenery, it's got curbs, it's it's historic, it's got uh, a corner named after mineral water, and it's got <laughs> <laughs> elevation changes and all this. So it's wonderful. But yeah, just, just uh, unfortunately, yeah. just all you're going to get is the the DRS yeah. overtake, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Edamore review, I think two years ago, is what bred the famous Rigatoni wine after <laughs> had uh, Mini Rally. <laughs> when we all went all Italian for a random day. Apparently, yeah, I'm just looking here now. And um, Variante Alta has been renamed Curva Fausto Grissini. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they didn't use that on the commentary at the weekend. No. no. Is it like when they renamed Parabolica last year and everyone... <laughs> and then everyone ignored yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, Perez then dropped behind Leclerc. 
um, when Leclerc overcut him, but Ramiro got the lead. Well, second place back off of Leclerc. Then Charles just does the daftest thing ever. He's um, It was one of those moments, like the Jake Hill one, where you're riding on board as it happens, and as soon as he turns in, you're like, no, don't do that. Takes too much of the yellow sausage curb and inside of Varianta, Variante Alta. Curva Fausto Grassini. <laughs> yep. yep, that that thing. Uh, spins himself into the barrier, loses his front wing, ends up dropping them down from a podium place, and I think eventually recovers to six. Yeah. Pop. The camera cuts here. Sorry. Tom, on you go. I'll have a moan about the race director. All after. right. Yeah, part of me thought. Uh, for, well, full rally driving, isn't it? Four wheels off the ground with the corner mm. cut. But part of me thought, would, would you just stay out with the damaged wing? But it must have been. Oh, they have the data, and I yeah. don't, right? But it didn't look. They had a big badly damaged, gap. or like for no. that late in the race, anyway. No. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, then the TV director, as soon as he spun, was trying to rejoin. It cut to Carl Sainz's face for fifteen yeah. seconds. It did. So <laughs> well done, TV director. That's exactly what we mm. want to see. Plus, what I want to see when an overtake is happening is a crowd shot. <laughs> I want you to cut away from the overtake for a crowd shot every yes. time. I want to see someone in the garage who doesn't react. And I want to see a random crowd shot when something's happening. <laughs> Are you listening, TV director? This is what I want. Thank you for giving that to me. <laughs> <laughs> How crap is that? Yeah. All uh, the time. And bad. this one really annoyed me. Really annoyed me. The the I could tell. Yeah, the crowd was incredible, though, wasn't it? It was very quiet for the last half of the race. Yeah, <laughs> but in the sprint, yeah, you could Epic. hear the crowd, and it was just ah oh, spine tingling. Yeah. So Lando Norris gets first podium in season. Well done. Yeah. Incredible turnaround from McLaren already. Max needed this weekend maximum points sprint race win, which is now eight points fastest lap and race yeah, win clean sweep. Brought him back into contention, I think, because one more retirement would have really put him have put almost mm. 100 points mm. behind at that point. So he's done well. And yeah, George Russell managed to drag that Mercedes up to four. Epic, <laughs> I think, with that performance. Yeah, really yeah. well done. Although... He did benefit from everyone else's misfortune. Uh, yes. it signs. Bottas had a 12 second pit stop and he was right behind. But yeah. Ah, yeah, he but... did it. Put it forth. Bottas couldn't even do the straight line overtake. Yeah. Which frustrated me a little bit. But yeah, they had Nico Rosberg on mm. Sky Sports, so he took every possible opportunity to slate Mercedes and Lewis. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> which has, annoyed me. Is, yeah, which has slipped through onto the internet. Mm. Oh, the 4th versus 14 comparison. But as you say there, Colin, um, you have to be in the right position to, t- to, m- to make the most of these opportunities. Yeah. Which George certainly did, but there were, I don't know, let's say extenuating circumstances to perhaps yeah, fourth definitely. place when we can see clearly that Bottas was, was a quicker vehicle. Yeah, I did like that Nico Rosberg was re- reporting from a cupboard in his house yeah, all weekend know. rather than actually going yeah, to the track. You can come on, but yeah, just stay away. We don't have to talk to you in between cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's gone for the slightly more PC Jack Villeneuve, yes. isn't he? 100%. 100%. Yeah, just a final shout out to Sonoda in seventh, and also both Aston Martins who got the first points of the season. Yeah, very true. I thought it was really poor from Schumacher again, though against mm. Magnussen. Yeah, that moment at the start of the race. Didn't yeah. You? Did you hear Vettel's post-race radio where he was asking about Mick? 
No. And then uh, they say, oh, you know, you finished. I don't know where you finished it in. Uh, last, basically. Last of the runners. A lap down. And Vettel was like, oh, but he had a problem though, right? And the guy's like, don't know, wasn't watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did also get to uh, witness Lando Norris seeing happy birthday to his engineer's mum. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. Did you not think it was a bit awkward yeah, at all? Like, I don't. <laughs> the engineer's still pressing it on. It's like, all right. You... Yeah, I thought Lando handled it very well, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did make me laugh. Sort of about cake. Yeah. <laughs> the, what I would say is that uh, Perez, you know, double his contract money now because he he did ho- keep Leclerc in the right place I yeah. think, for the majority of the race, and also because you can be slow around the rest of the circuit, but the Red Bull's so quick at the straight line, it's fine. And then yeah. also Albon didn't get any points, but his defensive driving kept Hamilton further down the order, I think. And yes. who was in between Hamilton and Gasly. Albon? Uh, Gasly, yeah, so they couldn't. Or, or is it a case of Gasly being too tentative, like in uh, Melbourne with the overtaking? Not sure. Mm. Gasly was a binding for about 50 laps. Yeah. yeah. And just never got it done. I think Perez has got that drive next year already. Oh, yeah. He's, he's nailed Unless on. Unless he does something stupid for the rest of the season, I can't see him doing Why anything wouldn't else. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's only five points behind mm. Max, so he, he's still in his own title fight. For at least a few more rounds. Let's all pretend yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Leclerc's leads cut, and next up we're at Miami for the first ever United States Grand yeah. Prix, uh, or not the United States Grand Prix, the Miami Grand Prix. I'm really excited to see a new track. It's a straight track. Yeah. Did you see the harbour that they've got? They've shipped all the boats in on the back of lorries, <laughs> and they're building like a. Uh, really. They're building like a wooden painted blue yeah, harbour in the, the middle track, of the track. Yeah. Yeah, with these uh, yachts and everything just placed on punt. Yeah. Because they're trying to get the monocle look without <laughs> actually having any of the water. Oh, which, dear. I don't know. It's, it's poor, but it's making someone money. So Love a new track, though. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. So that'll be next weekend. Yes, next nice. weekend. Right before I'll go away and leave you on your mm. own. So we'll be back for that in two weeks' time. Um, any more from you guys? It was a good weekend of racing apart from the Formula 1. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, normally the F1 coverage would be a bit longer, but we focus on British doing cars because it's more fun. Oh, yes. Yep. This week at least. Yeah. But back where usual F1 next week. Um thank you all for downloading if you enjoyed this please share it and leave us a good review don't leave us a crap review if you've got bad opinions keep them yourself or let us know on twitter (laughs) just don't put it in a review tweet the bad opinions because it's constructive but yeah Yeah. don't put it in a review yes please we're on twitter at final corner pod i'm on twitter at bar 66 tom you are at tom h lord nick do you want any followers or are you okay Uh, i think i've only got about three anyway (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I am at Manor House. You can spell it. M A N O R H O W Z E. Well done. <laughs> and we'll be back for F1 in a couple of weeks' time. So thank you and goodbye. See ya. See you later. I feel like Jeremy Paxman there. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>